What's up everybody? My name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 16 and here we'll be talking about promotion and relegation from the previous season as well as the summer transfer window in the Bundesliga. We'll see who came, who left, who got promoted, who got relegated, which players retired, which coaches changed, all that will be discussed in this episode. Now before we get started with this episode, I do want to go over the Bundesliga table at the end of last season since I forgot to do that in episode 15. So let's quickly go over that to see where teams finished. So at the top of the table, Bayern were the champions with 78 points to Borussia Dortmund's 76 points in second place. RB Leipzig was in third place with 66 points and Bayer Leverkusen was fourth place with 58 points. Now all four of those teams did qualify for the Champions League group stages. So Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, RB Leipzig, and Bayer Leverkusen are all in the Champions League group stages. Next up, we have fifth place Borussia Mönchengladbach with 55 points. We have Wolfsburg with 55 points. And we have Eintracht Frankfurt with 54 points, which all qualify for Europa League. Now, Frankfurt is the only one that does not go automatically through to the Europa League group stages. They have to go through a second qualifying round but they did make the Europa League, so that's the top of the table. At the bottom, dead last is Nuremberg, got relegated. 17th place, we have Hanover, got relegated. Nuremberg finished with only 19 points in the season, and Hanover finished with only 21. Now, third from the bottom, Stuttgart's in the relegation playoff spot, so we'll talk about that in the main segment of this show. All right, here we are. Now we're gonna talk about which teams got promoted from Bundesliga 2 and which teams got relegated from Bundesliga 1. So, like I mentioned before, Hanover got relegated. Their record was a 5, 6, and 23 with only 21 points. Nuremberg got relegated with a 3, 10, and 21 record and only 19 points on the season. On the other side, in the Bundesliga 2, FC Cologne was promoted with a 19, 6, and 9 record with 63 points and Paderborn was promoted with a 16-9-9 and record with 57 points and a plus 26 goal differential. Now third place in the Bundesliga 2 was Union Berlin and they qualified for a promotional playoff spot with a record of 14, 15, and 5. Also 57 points like Paderborn but they only had a plus 21 goal differential versus Paderborn's 26 goal differential so therefore they are the ones that have to play the Bundesliga team in the uh, playoff, in the promotional or relegational playoff. Now, the team that finished in the Bundesliga third from the bottom that's going to be going to that playoff match is Stuttgart. So their record was a 7 7 and 20 record with 28 points. So the way the playoffs work is the team that finishes third place in Bundesliga 2 plays the team that finishes third from the bottom in Bundesliga 1 in a two-leg playoff race. The aggregate score at the end of those two legs decides which team is getting promoted to Bundesliga 1 and which team is getting relegated to Bundesliga 2. Now, game one was a 2-2 tie and game two was a 0-0 tie. So now if you check out the aggregate score, you'll see that it's a 2-2 aggregate score. However, because of the away goal rule, Union Berlin actually advances because their two goals they scored were at Stuttgart's home stadium, therefore they get two away goals and they are the team that gets promoted to Bundesliga 1. 
This is the first time since Fortuna Dusseldorf in the 2011-12 season that the Bundesliga 2 team beat the Bundesliga 1 team to advance into the first division. So congratulations to Union Berlin. I'm super happy for them. And what this now means is that we will have one more derby match in the Bundesliga. Union Berlin and Hertha Berlin can now have a yearly derby in Berlin. That's going to be super awesome to, to see, to watch all those passionate fans cheering on their teams in a derby match, because you know derby matches always have the most amazing atmosphere in the crowd. So I'm really looking forward to those matches. All right, next up, we're going to talk about the summer transfer window. So starting off with my team, Bayern Munich. Coming in, we have Benjamin Pavard from Stuttgart and Lucas Hernandez from Atletico Madrid, both center backs. We actually kind of technically knew about these signings back in the winter. It was just that they joined the team in the summer. So both those players, Pavard and Hernandez, finished out their contracts for from January through the summer at their respective teams. And then in the summer, they joined Bayern for training and to join the team. The other player that we had come in was Ivan Perisic from Inter Milan. Now, there was a whole saga that led to Ivan Perisic coming to Bayern instead of other players. The main target for the summer was first started as Callum Hudson-Odoi from Chelsea. We tried to get him back in January. The deal never went through. So then we were thinking of getting him in the summer. That didn't materialize. Then the next target became Leroy Sané from Manchester City under the tutelage of Pep Guardiola. Manchester City has a lot of financial fair play problems right now, so they're probably looking to unload some players and open up some cap space for their finances. So this would have been a great sale for them, so they're not breaking any of those financial fair play rules. It also would have been a great addition to Bayern to have depth on the wings in addition to Kingsley Coman and Serge Gnabry, but there were issues in the negotiations or in the desire of the player to come over here. So between Leroy Sané not giving us a clear answer of wanting to switch over or not, and then the negotiations and all that, nothing really happened. And then he played a preseason game for Manchester City, tore his ACL, and is pretty much a season-long injury, if not you know two-thirds of the season-long injury. So at that point, Bayern backed off and no longer pursued signing Leroy Sané. Now, that really upsets me. I would have preferred to actually sign Leroy Sané over Ivan Perisic. He's a younger, more dynamic player and wants to play in Germany and is part of the German national team. So I really think he would have done well here, and we need that youth and speed on the wings. It's unfortunate that we were never able to reach a negotiation and hopefully get him before he had that injury with Man City. But unfortunately, that's not how things played out, and we have Ivan Perisic instead. Not saying Ivan Perisic is a bad player, but we got him on a one-year loan from Inter Milan, and he is a little bit older in age. He's 30 years old, so I don't really know how well he's going to fit into our style of play, but that's yet to be seen, and I do welcome him to the team, and hopefully he does well. Now, on the outgoing side, we have Mats Hummels, who was sold back to Dortmund. So that's interesting. He started his career in the Bayern Youth Academy, and with Bayern, was sold to Dortmund, became a legend there, was their captain for a while, then went back to Bayern for a few years, and now he's sold back to Dortmund. So it's going to be interesting to see how the fans there welcome him, whether they welcome him back with open hands and open arms, or whether they resent him for leaving in the first place when he was captain. And like I mentioned before, Robin, Ribéry, and Rafinha all left the team. 
Robin retired, Ribéry's contract expired, and he's currently a free agent, and Rafinha went back to his home in Brazil and joined Flamengo. So best of luck to all three of those players in their future endeavors, but they're no longer here with Bayern, and now we have a lot more youth to bring into the team with those players on their way out. And one of the other players that was actually on his way out was James Rodriguez. That was kind of interesting because we got him from Real Madrid on a two-year loan, and after a few months into the first year of the loan, all Bayern fans were pretty much keen to sign him. We're like, let's sign him now. Let's take the option to buy and sign him right now and buy him from Real Madrid. We, he's a dynamic player. He's awesome. He's a huge goal scorer for us. Let's sign him now. But the bosses were kind of slow to do that, and they were like, let's wait. We have a two-year loan. Let's wait till the end to see if we want him at that point in time. Turns out that they didn't. So James actually returned back to Real Madrid at the end of the 2018-19 season. That was kind of a big surprise for me. I wasn't sure that was going to happen. I was, I was positive he was going to stay with Bayern, but, you know, these things happen. The other thing that surprised me a little bit was Boateng not leaving. I was also sure with the incoming Pavard and Lucas Hernandez that Boateng was going to be looking for another club, especially with all the drama last year and with Hummels leaving as well. We thought Boateng was going to leave, Hummels was going to leave, and then we were going to get Lucas Hernandez and Benjamin Pavard. However, Boateng didn't leave, so now we do have him as an option on the bench, and he's an experienced player that can really help the players during training, so that's going to be cool. Now, when it comes to Borussia Dortmund, obviously they have Hummels incoming as a center back, but they also really went hard this offseason and picked up a lot of really great players from the Bundesliga. They got Thorgan Hazard from Borussia Mönchengladbach, who's a winger. They got Julian Brandt from Bayer Leverkusen, also a winger. They picked up Nico Schultz from Hoffenheim, who's a great, great left back. And they finally signed Paco Alcácer after his loan, one-year loan from Barca. They signed him to a permanent contract as their striker. So they really honed in on what they needed to do. And now they have an amazing squad with really, really great players. They honestly signed some of... I would say three of the best Bundesliga players in Hazard, Brandt, and Nico Schultz. And it's going to be really dangerous playing them next year. It's going to be fun to watch, but really, really dangerous playing against the lineup and the depth that Borussia Dortmund now have. Now, on their way out from Borussia Dortmund, they sold Maximilian Philipp. He went to Dinamo Moscow as a striker. They sold Abdou Diallo to PSG as a center back. Alexander Ishak went to Real Sociedad as a center forward. Christian Pulisic, obviously, I talked about in the last episode. He went to Chelsea as a winger. Sebastian Rode was actually sold to Eintracht Frankfurt as a center mid. Andre Shirley was sent to Spartak Moscow as a winger. And Shinji Kagawa left the team to go to Real Zaragoza. Next up, we have Eintracht Frankfurt. And this is one of the teams that kind of upset me in the uh, summer transfer window because they were really, really good last year. And what made them really awesome and dynamic was the three dynamic striking players they had in Luka Jovic, Sebastian Allaire, and Ante Rebic. After this transfer window, the only player they have left out of that trio is Ante Rebic. So Luka Jovic was bought by Real Madrid, Sebastian Allaire was sold to West Ham United, and now the only player left from that really awesome trio that made me enjoy watching Frankfurt football is Ante Rebic. However, on the incoming side, they have Hinterreger from Augsburg, he's a center back. They finally signed Kevin Trapp on a permanent deal from PSG. Previously he was there on loan, now he's signed permanently as a goalkeeper. Then they brought in Dejan 
Jovalic from Red Star Belgrade as a striker. Now, hopefully him and Ante Rebic can really work well together. Jovalic is only 20 years old, so it's going to be interesting to see how he adjusts to playing on this scale. But hopefully he does well for them. And they also signed Nikolai Muller on loan. So he's a winger. Hopefully between those players they can get another really cool attacking trio to fit their style of play. Next up with Fortuna Dusseldorf. Incoming, they have Zach Steffen from Man City via the MLS. He used to be an MLS player. He was bought by Man City, and they loaned him out to Fortuna Dusseldorf to get some playing time. And outgoing from Dusseldorf was Dodi Lukabakio to Hertha Berlin. Now, he was a really good player last year. If you recall, he scored a hat trick against Bayern Munich in a game that kind of spoiled their plans, and he's a really good attacking player. So... I think that's a big loss for Dusseldorf and a huge victory for Hertha Berlin. Next up, we have Schalke. So incoming to Schalke, we have Ozan Kabak from Stuttgart. He's a center back. And we have Benito Roman coming in from Dusseldorf as a winger. Outbound from Schalke, we have Brie Embolo to Gladbach. I think that's a huge loss. Brie Embolo was a really good player last year, and that's going to help Gladbach a lot. And then we also have Sebastian Rudy went on loan to Hoffenheim. He's kind of been... Wishwashy the last two years didn't really break into Bayern's squad, didn't even really break into Schalke's squad. So, you know, he's a player that a couple of years ago I thought really, really had some awesome potential. But he's kind of floundered. So, hopefully, his loan to Hoffenheim will kind of help his confidence and his form get back up to where it used to be. Now, Borussia Mönchengladbach, incoming, they have Brie Embolo, which I just mentioned previously. They also have Stefan Leiner coming in from RB Salzburg as a right back. They have Marcus Thurman coming in from Gingamo as a winger. Outbound, Thorgan Hazard going to Dortmund, which I mentioned earlier. So that's a huge loss for them. Hopefully, Briambolo is able to make up some of that. But yeah, losing Thorgan Hazard is definitely a huge loss to Gladbach. And then one of the youth players from Gladbach, Michael Cuisane, is going over to Bayern. So hopefully he'll do well with us. Maybe get some starting time in the amateur squad or the, or the Bayern 2 squad. So we'll see how that goes. All right, next up is Hoffenheim. Incoming, they have Diadi Samasekau from Red Bull Salzburg as a defensive mid. And then Robert Skov from FC Copenhagen. Now, this player I didn't really recognize, so I actually had to look him up and do some research on him. But this player might be a huge, huge pickup for Hoffenheim. Plays as a winger and he had 29 goals in Denmark last year. So that is a super awesome statistic, great find for Hoffenheim, and hopefully he'll be able to help them do great things this year. Now on the outbound side, Reese Nelson finished his loan from Arsenal and is going back to the EPL. Jolinton was sold to Newcastle, he's a center forward, so he's gonna be applying his trade in the EPL now. Kareem Deriabi is going to Leverkusen as a center mid, and Nico Schultz was sold to Dortmund. He's a left back, like I said, one of the better defensive players on the German national team and in the Bundesliga in general. That's going to be a huge loss for Hoffenheim as well. All right, next up we have Hertha Berlin. Incoming, we have Dodi Lukabakio from Dusseldorf, which I mentioned already. That's a huge signing for them. And also Edward Lovin from Nuremberg as a center mid. Outbound from Hertha Berlin, Valentino Larazzo is going to Inter Milan, and Fabian Lustenberger is going to the Young Boys. Incoming, Wolfsburg has Javer Schlager from Red Bull Salzburg as a center mid, and Kevin Babu from the Young Boys as a right back. 
on the outbound side. Landry Dimiata going to Anderlecht as a center forward. Victor Ossihan to Charleroi as a center forward. Now with Werder Bremen, they bring in Nicholas Fulkrug from Hanover. And I think I mentioned him in a couple episodes last year about Hanover. He's not the best player on the best team, but he definitely is one of the better ones on Hanover. So hopefully with a better coaching staff and a better team around him, hopefully he can shine for Werder Bremen. That's going to be an interesting one to look out for. Also, they signed Marco Friedel from Bayern's Youth Academy. He wasn't picked up from Bayern, was already 22, 23 years old, and didn't really see a career for himself at Bayern with the depth we have here. So he's going to become a starter now for Werder Bremen, or at least try to get some first-team action with Werder Bremen. Also, they brought in Omer Toprak from Borussia Dortmund as a center back, so that's going to be hopefully some experience added to their back line. Now, on the outbound side, they had one of the biggest losses of the Bundesliga, and that's Max Kruse going to Fenerbahce in Turkey. So they lost one of their better strikers to the Turkish, you know, one of the Turkish big teams in Fenerbahce. Also, they lost Aaron Johansson to Hammerby. So he's a striker, and yeah, they're losing him. That's going to be huge as well. All right, we only got a couple more here. Augsburg on the incoming side have... Thomas Kubek from Stade Rene as a goalkeeper, and Iago from Internacional in Brazil coming in as a left back, and Carlos Guerrezo from FC Dallas in the MLS. So that's going to be interesting to see how he does. He's coming in as a defensive mid. On the outbound side, they have Martin Hinteregger going to Frankfurt as a center back, and Jonathan Schmidt going to SC Freiburg as a right back. All right, last up we have Bayer Leverkusen. Incoming, they have Kareem Dariabi from Hoffenheim and Musa Diaby from PSG. So those are two big pickups for them right there. In addition, they also signed Nadim Amiri from Hoffenheim. They also have one of the biggest losses on the outgoing side in Julian Brandt to Dortmund. So like I said, Dortmund's really stacking up with some of the players they're getting, which hurts Leverkusen here in losing one of their better players in Julian Brandt. The other outgoing player is Dominic Kaur. He's a center mid who's going over to Frankfurt. Now, those are the majority of the big signings. And last up, we have the coaching changes. There were seven or eight coaches this year that changed between the end of the 2018-19 season and the start of the 2019-20 season. Biggest one being, Ralph Ragnick steps down as the RB Leipzig coach. Hoffenheim's Julian Nagelsmann takes over that position. So Nagelsmann's been doing pretty good with Hoffenheim, but now he's taken over a team that's in Champions League and is finishing second, third place every couple of years. So this is a little bit of a bigger stage for him than back at Hoffenheim. So we'll see how he responds to that position. Then we also have Schalke. So last season, Schalke, midway through the season, fired Dominique Tedesco. They brought in Hoop Stevens with the sole goal of not getting them relegated that year. And he was pretty much given a, like a couple month contract to the end of the season just to steady the ship and make sure they don't get relegated. Hoop Stevens did his job and finished up, kept them out of relegation. Now David Wagner steps in, an American. So he steps in to take over as Schalke's coach for the upcoming season. He coached Dortmund too, and most recently he coached Huddersfield in the UK. So that's his background there, and hopefully he's able to take Schalke and, you know, take them through their rebuilding years. For the rest of the coaching changes, 
definitely check out the show notes. I have all that in there. In the show notes, you'll have included all the coaching changes. You'll have all the in and out transfers. I have a spreadsheet of both of those from Transfer Market. So definitely check that out. You'll get to see what coaches change teams, what players change teams, and what prices they were sold at. That's all going to be in the show notes. Also, if you check out the show notes, you'll get to see Union Berlin win promotion to the Bundesliga 1. You get to see celebration video of the team and the fans. I also have links to highlights of game one and highlights of game two of the playoff battle. So definitely check that out in the show notes. It's going to be really awesome to see how hard this team worked to get promoted to the Bundesliga. Now, that's all I got for you guys here in episode 16. A lot to go through, a lot of really interesting incoming changes and signings. It's going to be interesting to see how Dortmund does this year with all these great, great players that they signed. It's going to be interesting to see how Bayern does with the economical transfer window that they had. So all these changes are going to be super interesting to see how they affect next year's season. All right. If you guys want to send me an email, my email is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. You can also check me out on Instagram at welcome to the Bundesliga. That's welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. That's all I got for you guys this week. See you next time. <laughs>